0: Hi, everyone. Stephanie Houtland here, talking Main Street. I have another story to tell you. When I was a little girl, my mother always read to me. My books were shelved in a special cabinet my father built. One day, I slipped off my mother's lap to read on my own. There was a special story called A Tree for Peter by illustrator and author Kate Seredy. In early 2000, I went online to find a copy of the book. I found it at Aaron Elf Books in Salem, Oregon. The enclosed business card remains in the book and it says, thank you. I am only now disclosing further details because my banker, the head of the corporation called Bob, has crossed the River Jordan. When I tell you the price of the book, you will understand why I kept that to myself. From my grocery money, I took $125. Sarity's five books are collectibles. The book jacket says all five sold at $2.50 apiece. I was grateful to be alone when the book arrived. It was a a bit of a tearful reunion. When I opened the package, I was transported home to the breakfast room, listening to my mother's voice. I sat in the chair holding the book to my chest in Thanksgiving. It was mine again. I reread A Tree for Peter last night and finished it this morning because I knew it was applicable to Main Street and the surrounding neighborhoods. I might add that I'm reading children's books again in defiance of the crazy people telling us what we can read. In protest, I hope people rushed out and bought Dr. Seuss books by the handful. Do you remember the expression, Here's mud in your eye? In Rocky Mount, we have railroad tracks running through town. There was a reason to worry about the impression people had of the once beautiful commercial architecture on both sides of the track. Neglect is what happened. Ordinances ordinances overlooked for cronies. Conflicts of interest by city council members go on. Land banking began big time. You probably know this is the practice of buying land as an investment holding it for future use, and making no specific plans for its development. A tree for Peter begins with a six-year-old boy on the train with his parents, headed to the big city. He looks out the window and sees for the first time a shantytown. It was sad and ugly. He waves at a small tattered boy standing behind the fence watching the train. Nineteen years later, these two boys meet, both builders. A small act by Little Peter living in Shantytown with a new red handled shovel eventually draws the shadow people out from behind their darkened doors. They are inspired by a patch of grass, flowering bulbs, and a tree. Call it a miracle they came together. They went out together searching for jobs, pooling their talents, saving these rundown houses. This same neighborhood spirit needs to happen in our at-risk neighborhoods. There's big talk at election time, but afterwards the bordered up, deteriorating houses remain. A version of what shantytowns symbolize. Shantytowns are created by a sense of defeat a loss of hope that things will ever change. I think we should have a tree planting in our wards that inspire hope and can lead to action. I know this can happen because of a beautiful illustrated book I own. The story can be our story. It's called A Tree for Peter, and once you read it, you will understand why I continue to clap my hands and believe. Bye for now.